generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Shame comes from three major sources, three major things. So let me introduce the subject. Number one, shame comes as a result of sin. Sin brings about guilt and then guilt comes with shame. Shame can come as a result of sin. Sin produces guilt. Guilt can produce guilt consciousness, but guilt will always come with shame. They come together. So they're like twins, guilt and shame. So whilst guilt has to do with the impact of the sin on your heart, shame is not just on your heart, it's on your mind. The impact of the sin is on your mind. And for many people who have been forgiven, they still struggle with shame because the blood of Jesus has taken the guilt away from your heart. But it takes a revelation of the word to delete the shame from your mind. Are you getting it? All right. Now, why is it important to deal with that? Because there is no possession without freedom from shame. There is no, you, you can never possess the promises of God if guilt and shame are still taskmasters around your mind. You've been forgiven. As a believer, you're born again. And I'll show you pictures and types in the Bible. That's why I need your mind. I'm going to need some scriptural references from time to time. I'm going to try my best not to quote. I'll quote, but um, I'll tr try to cite as many as I can within the time that we have so that we can all grow together. So it's instructive that in Joshua 6, God says, See, I've delivered Jericho into your land and all of that. But in Joshua 5, he does something uh, very surgical, very clinical. Verse 1 says, So it was when all the kings of the Amorites who were on the west side of the Jordan and all the kings of the Canaanites, that's the, the heathen lands, who were by the sea, heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan. God is going to do miracles in our lives this year. Amen. That even people that don't like to hear the word of the Lord will hear it because of our testimonies. Amen. So the Canaanites didn't regard the gods of Israel. But there was a testimony that God did in the lives of Israel that ensured that those that didn't regard his word heard their testimony. Some people that will not listen to my message this year, they will hear your testimony. Yeah. So what church does she even go to? Yeah. Oh, nobody claimed that one. Yeah. Who's even his pastor? Yeah. Oh, is it that guy that's always shouting on Instagram? Ah, let me start listening to him. Many people came to know Jesus because of Lazarus' resurrection. The Bible makes it clear. John 12 says, And many came to see Jesus because Lazarus had come yeah, out of the grave. As in Jesus had raised him from the grave. Some of you have Lazarus-like situations, dead careers, dead opportunities and offers. God is going to resurrect those things. And many will come to the saving knowledge of Christ. Thank you very much for this. That's pretty good. They heard that the Lord had dried the waters of the Jordan from before the children of Israel until we had crossed over. So when this testimony is happening, you will not be left out. Because Joshua said, until we. He said, God did it for the children of Israel, but until we. That means God, has, God does it for kings. Your own will be inside. Somebody say we. We will cross over. 
Now what happened it says that their hearts melted and there was no spirit in them any longer because of the children of Israel. They lost their confidence, their composure. These were kings. But they, they melted because of slaves. Come on, people. As an Israel didn't have a structured system. Can I just say to somebody that the enemy is scared of you even in your most vulnerable state? Some of y'all didn't get that. Let me say it again. Even when you feel useless, you feel like rotting panla. Like the doyostic snail. The, do, the delicious earthworm. Like you feel like slimy slime. Like slim kiss. <laughs> I'm sorry. The devil is scared of you. See, these Israelites, what did they have from Egypt? They didn't have a commander. They didn't have a king. They didn't have degrees. From the universities of Egypt, they hadn't gotten certificates from Alexandria. They didn't have all of that stuff. But kings with established systems, we are already scared of them. Look at somebody eyeball to eyeball who said, The devil is so scared of you. It says that their hearts melted. In other words, for, you know, for something to melt, heat has to be there. God is going to give you a hot, hot testimony. I asked a question on Instagram the other day. Why was the Lagos babe moving around with a microwave oven? Because she wanted to be giving it to them. God will give, <laughs> give you a hot, hot miracle. That the hearts of your adversaries will melt before you. So at that time now, so all of that happened. At that time, the Lord said to Joshua, make flint knives for yourself and circumcise the sons of Israel again the second time now many of us we know about the first circumcision what is the first circumcision cutting off the flesh cutting off the old man right I've never heard anybody teach me about the second circumcision I've heard about the first. Who's ever heard a teaching on the second circumcision? Like, you've got. I've never heard it, but the Lord showed me something. And I'm going to share it with you. It said, God specified. It is not people that missed the first one. You know, this is not second batch. He's saying, all of them, circumcise them again. Ah, God, how far? Worries. What are going? <laughs> what happened? Like, God. He already caught me before. He said, circumcise them a second time. So Joshua made flint knives for himself and circumcised the sons of Israel at the heel of the foreskins. Now there was that place must have been nasty. Cutting the... Yuck. It's even, it's even nasty for, you know, the process. It's nasty. And this is the reason, look at this. This is the reason why Joshua circumcised them. So God doesn't give instructions without a reason. He might not tell you what the reason is, but there's a reason. It says, all the people who came out of Egypt, who were males, all the men of war, had died in the wilderness on the way after they had come out of Egypt. For all the people who had come out had been circumcised, but all the people born 
in the wilderness in other words these guys were not born under the house of abraham are you are you following they were not born under the house of abraham i'll explain what that means they were born in the wilderness they were born without understanding their proper identity or covenant they were born in the middle of interferences they were born knowing that there is a god somewhere but they could see the gods of egypt they were born from the womb of shame or the crucible of sin and so it says for all the okay and on they were born on the way as they came out of egypt had not this guys had not been circumcised for the children of israel walked 40 years the people who were born now they walked 40 years in the wilderness till all the people who were men of war who came out of egypt were consumed because they did not obey the voice of the lord you know the story the moment the complaint god sent a snake and all of that to whom the lord swore that he would not show them the land which the lord has sworn to their fathers that it would give them a land flowing with milk and honey then Joshua circumcised their sons whom he raised up in their place for they were uncircumcised because they had not been circumcised on the way so it was when they had finished circumcising all the people that they stayed in their places in the camp till they were healed then the Lord said okay this is where I'm going then the Lord said to Joshua this day verse 9 I have rolled away the what I have rolled away the what so what was the first circumcision about? What was the first? No. Abraham, yeah. Identity. Identity. The first circumcision that God instructed Abraham to do was for what? What was the second one about? It says, I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. Therefore, the name of the place is called Gilgal. The original is Galgal, which means the place of rolling stones, which means to roll away. The second circumcision was not for identity because they already knew they were the sons of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The second circumcision was for experience. The first circumcision engrafts me into the lineage of Christ. The second circumcision gives me the experience of my lineage. Why? These guys had been exposed to Egypt. The only experience they had was slavery. So a believer can be circumcised from the works of the flesh, but he does not experience dominion and royalty because it's not rolled away the shame that came with the lifestyle of the flesh. Somebody needs to understand this. The reason some of us struggle with unanswered prayers is that we are dealing with shame. So you know all the scriptures. You confess all the scriptures. You do the sacrificial givings and all of that. But your psychology is still laced with the foreskin of the shame that came because of certain things that happened to you. Is somebody getting this? So for those of us who have been sexually abused... You know that you are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. You know you are separated, but the enemy still brings shame in your experience. And it begins to tell you, do you think you're going to get a good husband? And it robs you of the confidence to ask for what is yours. I hope somebody is following. For those of us who planted our seeds, across different human fields 
A sower went to sow. The enemy will tell you, you are saying you're a new creature, a new creature. Is your penis new? I hope there's no young person here. Is anybody younger than 18? <laughs> These are, am I, can I speak to where we are? Those of us who struggle with the porn at a time, you are about to pray. Then all of a sudden, pom 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 doesn't happen all the time but when it happens what what happens the guilt or the shame then it it spins you (laughs) and many believers don't know because we hardly get taught about it it's not a new thing it started from where the garden we'll go to the garden in a short while but God said because I have rolled away the reproach, this circumcision, in other words, this cotton, what does God, what is God going to cut it with? He said sharp knives. What were those sharp knives made from? Rock. So the New Testament equivalent of the knife that Joshua used is the sword of the Spirit. What does the sword of the Spirit do? It says it separates between bone, marrow, soul, and spirit. And that means that when we understand this, when the devil brings that picture, you will say, that is not me. It is sharp. It is Joshua that does it. Who is Joshua? Joshua is Yeshua, Yehoshua. Joshua is the Hebrew name Jesus. So Jesus is the one who circumcises us from shame. Oh yeah. Wherefore he is not ashamed to call us brethren. Some of you, if they capture a certain story of your past and they condense it into blue film, To be like 15 cassettes. <laughs> and the enemy knows. How does the enemy know? He's got your catalog. And so he comes. That's what he has. See, the only thing the devil has is sin and the products of sin. The byproducts of sin. So guilt, shame, condemnation, all those kind of stuff. Now, for some of us, it's not even sin. Because sin is only one way in which shame comes. Sin also, sorry, shame also comes by things that were done to us. Or done around us. So, Paul speaks in the New Testament, Ephesians, says that the things that were done, 1 Corinthians, it says they are things to be ashamed of. So, some of us, we grew up in environments where we saw things, where we were ashamed on people's behalf. Some of them were sexual, some of them were not sexual, some of them were financial. People drank water from the gutter. So for some people who grew up through extreme poverty backgrounds, you deal with shame and you don't know. 
I remember one time I was dealing with shame and no, if you ever dealt with low self-esteem, many times it's traceable to shame. So I remember going for a camp meeting, a teens camp meeting, but I was a preteen. I was maybe like, I don't know, maybe eight or something like that. And I felt like... <laughs> Infants are like two and four now. Preteen, like before you're teenagers, like... <laughs> So, like, I just felt all the guys were so cool. I, you know, they were like 12 and 13. You know, when you're, 12, when you're 13, 14, you feel like you're big boys. I don't know if they're wearing their teams and wearing some funny. Me, I was wearing some nylon. <laughs> what, what do you call it? Keto. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, Keto Sandals. And then they were playing cards. Just felt very cool. So they were playing donkeys. My man, ah, Kilonja donkey. Right? And to make matters worse, at that time. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not okay. And, and then to make matters worse, at that time I was very gifted at the art of rainmaking. Rainmaker. <laughs> I, was, I was very gifted. Like, I just didn't like leaving places dry, especially overnight. I, let's irrigate the, the atmosphere. That's very resourceful. So I was dealing with all of that stuff and it's shame. So shame is not all only seen. It's also how you grew up. You know, what happened around you, where you live. You know, some of us are ashamed to talk about where we live. Because people have to jump three buses, two bikes, one marwa, two keno. Then they will need keno soap to wash themselves. What can wash away? Are you able saved at all? <laughs> but I was dealing with that and some of us deal with that as well. So things that happen around us, you know, economic environment, like you know, I don't know how many of you didn't live, grew up in Lagos, but if you didn't grow up in Lagos, many times it's just for people that grew up in Lagos were cooler. Like your cousins or uncles or people that grew up, just feel, ah, they live in Lagos. And then some people that deal with island. I don't realize that some people, places outside Lagos are far cooler than places in Lagos. Some people live in Lagos under the bridge, all in the name of Na Lagos Ade. Same thing, island, mainland. Some people live in one room that you have to... Anyway, so second thing is, what happened around you? Right? And that also includes the violation. Abuse. But abuse, not just sexual. Sexual is maybe very common. But do you know verbal is very common? Especially in Nigeria. Verbal. Oloshi. Oniranu. Like somehow child, useless child, like like somehow one anyhow child. Ode. What's the meaning of Ode? Dodoyo. Dokwemu. Okbonu is the worst. Didiri. 
Okwadu is like they've mixed the person's mind. What what did you say? Amuku. I don't know. Amuku meko. Oyok. That's gross. <laughs> and that's Yoruba. Very descriptive. In every language you have it. Onyoshi. Onyara. I know what that is. But so all those words and they bring about what? Shame. Why was God saying to them that today I've rolled away the reproach of Egypt? Were they sexually violating them? Maybe, but we're not told. But were they physically assaulting them? Yes. Let me tell you something. If you are a Nigerian, you've been assaulted. As we were landing this some hours ago, late morning, as we were landing, just landing, like just brown roofs and every just looking in front of me, flying over parts of the Middle East last night. We saw lights as in like islands and stuff. You're looking from the plane, is calling you, come, come, come. Not like mermaids or evil spirits. Oh, yeah. no, okay. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> but I mean, attractive. And I'm saying to myself, Nigeria is richer than all these countries. We're flying over Oman. Oman, you remember Oman? It's a country. Oman. It's a country. Lebanon. Qatar. This country is 20 years ago. We're dusty. So you've been assaulted. So the reproach lives in our minds. Let me tell you what. Let me tell you how assaulted we've been. We've been so assaulted that when we pray for cars, what kind of car is coming to your mind? Tokumba! You don't know. I'm telling you. Maybe they're having a conversation about it. <laughs> We've been so isn't that so? And why? He didn't say the reproach of your actions. He said the reproach of Egypt, where you grew up, the system that raised you, because Abraham's mind was not limited by Egypt. Abraham didn't deal with the reproach of Egypt. God said to me, we have to deal with shame to enter the promised land. We proclaim through this prophetic teaching that shame is stripped in the name of Jesus. Some of us, because of what we saw in our parents' marriage, when we pray for marriage, like, I will marry Shah. That's the reproach of Egypt. It's years of conditioning. My husband will cheat on me, but if he doesn't cheat more than five times, it's okay. As long as he doesn't do it in my, in my home. I have a friend. In fact, you know, see, I, I even have a friend. I have a friend. She told me about 10 years ago, 12, 11, 12 years ago, she said to me that I know my husband is going to cheat on me. Let me tell you what, last year, we were on the phone. 
for hours because she felt her husband was cheating on her. She never, con she never confirmed it, but there were indications. Why would, you, why would it play out otherwise? You've incubated it for 11 years. Yeah. So at some point, why do people have this kind of expectations? Because you grew up in a family where the man had different wives. And so in her mind, yeah. It's so bad that some women believe that it's impossible for men not to cheat. So yeah. when they get married to the man, they believe that he's going to cheat at some yes. point. It's the reproach of it's the reproach of Egypt. That's not why the first circumcision occurred. The first circumcision is these people belong to me. This is going to be the mark around their physical organs that represent their connection to a higher covenant wherever they go. Putting a mark on them. The second one was not for that same reason. The second one was this. You guys, I need you to remember that you're not from Egypt. I refuse for my personal finances to be governed by the Nigerian economy. I refuse it. I refuse for the security of my family, biological and spiritual, to be regulated by SARS or Nigerian police or RSS. God said, circumcise. Jesus, in other words, Yeshua would take sharp knives and today when we surrender ourselves, what does God want to circumcise? Is it the ear that is circumcising? What's the circumcising? The reproductive organ. Why? Because if the shame is not stripped, you reproduce shame in everything. You keep reproducing that shame. Shameful results, shameful outcomes, shameful marriage, shameful economy, shame everything. So God says, I've got to touch the thing that produces for you. And you know, if some people are so full of themselves that they don't come to Joshua to cut the thing, that is how the thing will be. To a lot of believers, they've not come to Jesus. God, this is an area of shame in my life. Help me. You are the Baba of the. <laughs> Help me cut this thing. But a skin, cutted skin. <laughs> skin cut. Gotta chop it, chop it, chop, chop, chop. Cut it, cut it. <laughs> so let's look at. And then the third way in which shame comes is not what happened to you or what you did or anything. It's just the demonic attack. The devil can attack you with shame. He can. The devil can just... You'll just be feeling ashamed of yourself. And you haven't even done... Who's ever felt like that somewhere? You just start feeling less of a person. Start feeling ugly. Start feeling unloved. Start feeling... You just start feeling... That's an attack. Because you can't even explain it. You just be feeling funny. So, <laughs> so those are the three major ways in which shame comes. All right, let's go to Genesis chapter 3. And Lord help me. Somebody gets in something. 
only my wife and two other people are getting some. Is someone getting some? All right. From verse 1. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, so let me just mention this. Remember, when was the first place that we saw the, the serpent? We saw him where? In the garden, right? But he came from the field, right? The fact that you've now moved from, you know, it says the, the Spirit of God will come, Isaiah 32, 15, 16, one of our scriptures for the year, the wilderness will become a fruitful. So even in that fruitful field, will the serpents show up or not? He likes fields and gardens. Let's just go to this Marawa Gardens and go and see uh, what is going on. If it's conducive for you, the enemy wants to enter the place. Right? So it says, Conan, more Conan than any beast of the Lord made, and he said to the woman, so of course, the devil has conversations, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, or let me see, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of the, every tree of the garden? <laughs> oh? <laughs> and the serpent said to the the woman said to the serpent we may eat the tree of we may, <laughs> we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden God has God has said you shall not eat it. I wonder. Now, look at what it said. You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you. Did Eve add to it or not? She added to it. Now, if a knife is sharp and you add to it, what will happen? No, no I'm not saying you sharpen it. You add maybe like wood or whatever or something to it. What happens? It becomes blunt. Leave God's knife the way it is. Now many of us, what has happened to us is that we've added to what God said. So the reason you are ashamed is that you're not ashamed because you slept with the woman. You're ashamed because you admired her. In other words, Eve, you can touch the tree, but don't eat it. You can admire somebody, but you're not lusting after her. But some of us grew up in denominations that made us say, if you even notice, if you notice that she has fine ears, I mean, to take a lot for you to see someone's ears as nice, I don't know, some of you like weird stuff. Oh my God, lovely kidneys. How are you doing? Great. What's your name? Ma? Rachel. Are you feeling this message? 
Is this message feeling you? As an F-I-L-L-I. Yeah, so, so some of us have put ourselves in self-imposed shame. God never said don't touch. God said don't eat. Touching does not translate to eating. How many of you have ever touched a broom in your house before? Broom. You touched a broom. Did you eat it? <laughs> Did you sweep your house? Did you sweep your How many of you have touched Omo before? Like you are now cooking your rice. Ah, a sprinkle of Omo will do. <laughs> you, you didn't do that. So touching doesn't turn. So that, she missed it there. And then the devil now said, someone said to the woman, you will not surely die. For God, you will not surely die. For God knows that in the day, 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 day. You eat, eat, eat. <laughs> Your eyes will be, and <laughs> and it will be like God. <laughs> Knowing what? You <laughs> would want us to close by eight. Now, look at this. This is interesting. Interesting why? Because he said in the day that you eat it, your eyes will be opened. Isn't it interesting that God <laughs> already had them where he wanted them? What did God want from them? God did not want them to have the knowledge of good and evil. God wanted them to have the knowledge of good. Somebody needs to understand this. Man was never created to experience evil. Never. That's why till today, even the most evil man does not want evil. Oh, come on. Can I preach? That's a new one. It's okay. Bring it on. I hope it doesn't become disruptive. By the time you do that on Sunday, say, hey, we're still trying to get used to all this. Hey, preach. People have now added a whistle. The next thing is Vuvuzela. <laughs> I want you to understand this. The person who rapes does not want anybody to rape his wife. The person who steals and asks another thief to keep what he stole for him doesn't want the thief to steal from him. In fact, he suspects the thief. What's going on? Man was wired to detest evil. So even in his evil state, he does not want evil. And so the first thing that man saw, the first thing that man saw was that man saw God. The first thing man saw was not creation, was the creator. I was explaining this a while ago about 
God breathed into man and became a, li a living being, right? And I said, a living soul. And I said that the chances of God, of Adam lying down and God breathing in him like this, minuscule or non-existent. Why? Because God cannot bow to anyone. Adam couldn't have been much higher because God would not rise up to anybody. So Adam must have been the equivalent of the height of Jesus Christ. <laughs> First Adam, last Adam. And God, by Christ, were all things made. So God in Christ breathed his spirit. Ah, I feel like preaching, but I want to teach. I feel the Holy Ghost here. Many people feel that the last Adam came because the first Adam failed. But the first Adam was created by the last Adam. He's the firstborn of creation. Yes, sir. And then he's the firstborn from the dead. Yes, Colossians 1, 15, 16, 18. In him all things consist. He's the center of all things. By him were all things made. John chapter 1 explains that as well. So it was the last Adam that gave life to the first Adam. So God breathed into Adam. So Adam's, all his organs, I mean God had designed all those things as his lungs, his intestines, his stomach, spleen, kidney. What else do you guys have? <laughs> Heart and all of the. God had designed everything, but nothing could work. Then he breathed into him and he became a living soul. That means for the first time, Adam's eyes opened. Who was the first person he saw? With God, there is no variableness, yes, no shadow of turning. So the first piece of information Adam absorbed was goodness in its totality. Man was designed to live from the reference point of absolute and ultimate goodness. He was never supposed to experience evil. So David catches a glimpse, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me when where am I going to dwell in the house of the Lord how long your evil days are over evil was never supposed to happen to you you are only supposed to know good God was supposed to understand evil for you Kamin does not care whether the price of fuel is 140 naira or 2 billion, all he knows is every money gets to school. Come on, people. Dapa is about 3,000, 4,200 or something for the big part. He does not care. He does not know what 1,000 is. In this realm, the amount of money in your bank account does not care. Rather, does not matter. Are you understand what I'm saying? I've told my wife this thing for like eight years. It doesn't matter what I have in my account or what I don't have. When God begins to speak to me in a certain direction, the money is the word. As in the resource is the word. Do you understand what I'm saying? True riches in Christ. He does not need to know that. Now, 
Now some of us are, oh, but it's good to know good and evil so that does his ignorance of good and evil reduce the quality of his life? Come on, somebody. Now, if he knows good and evil and I'm not there, will that knowledge improve the quality of his life? Tell me, if Kamin knows the difference between good and evil now, and we are not there. His parents are not there. Will that knowledge benefit him? That means the knowledge of all things with the absence of Christ does not improve your life. I want to teach you. I don't want to preach. But I feel like preaching now. something to you <laughs> oh my god I want to sh I believe it's in the book of uh, Romans chapter 16 yep yeah. Romans 16 and so that you're honest we'll come back to Genesis 3 but so that you're on is somebody getting understanding that's what I really want us to do so that tomorrow because today we're going to strip ourselves of shame and guilt and all of that and tomorrow God is going to clothe us with his glory you will see that these things are... Because many of us, what happens is, as they will say in Yoruba, Saturday in Yolabe, Saturday in Yolabe, Sunday. Is that what? Sunday? Something like that. Sa do you know what that means? Like, if somebody's wearing back, then when people used to wear shimmy, you know shimmy? Petti petticoat. Underskirt. And the underskirt... Do you... What, you guys don't wear that again? Why? What happened? Level up, level up, level up. Now, if you're, if you're hearing me minister for the first time, I, I promise you, Jesus died for me. I'm saved. The blood works. Um, my name is in the book of life. <laughs> but like, have you seen it? I, I, <laughs> I have three sisters, y'all. So when that petticoat is no longer petite, like it's now coming under, on your lap, Shimmy. So what has happened to some of us is that God has put the garments of glory on us. But the petticoat of shame is still showing. Now, what happens to the lady, watch this, who goes out that way and is far from home and cannot change? She becomes self- Not confident. Even if the Asha is- Fine. You know, Paul says, casting away, a writer of Hebrews, the people that argue whether it's Paul or not, casting away not your confidence, which has a great recompense of reward. That means that the absence of confidence translates to the loss of rewards. There's something God gave me, maybe he gave me naturally as well, but spiritually, God gave me confidence. 
And I know that confidence has rewards. But I notice that many people are not confident. In fact, many believers are not confident. <laughs> but tomorrow, confidence will do you. Tomorrow, we're going to be decked in glory, then we'll get drunk. So get ready. We're going to really go in deep. Jesus was a drunkard. <laughs> divine, divine drunkard. See, for those who are watching this by whatever, why don't you just say drunkard, please? Drunk in the Holy Ghost. How do I know? John said that the person coming after me, God is giving him spiritual shire without measure. It's only a drunk civilian that would tell a dictatorial despot, tell that fox. Was talking about the king, Herod. Do you know who Herod is? Herod eats people for breakfast, y'all. Herod doesn't care. Jesus, without an army, he said, go and tell that fox. In other words, it's like fox biscuits. There's the power, and we must exercise that power. This power goes beyond things. They wanted to pay tax, you just didn't have money, but he had word. See, for some of us who are trusting God for cars, see, you might not have the car, but your transition doesn't have to suffer. Are you understand what I'm saying? God is going to move us into realms where there is supply without stress. He doesn't want us to use our mind share for mundane permutations. He wants our minds to be heaven's annex. So you can process divine blueprints and birth innovations and inventions on earth for kingdom expansion. Rachel, you get it? Not get it, oh, get it. You understand? <laughs> now Romans 16 verse 19 says something quite interesting Lord help me Jerry are you getting this you can teach a fool can you explain this to a fool okay you don't know any fools okay verse 19 for your obedience has become known to all therefore I am glad on your behalf but I want it to be what in what is and simple concerning now what's the other word for that simple innocent what's the other word for that innocent ignorant God says I don't want your conscience to be more alert about things that are evil than they are alive to things that are good. God is even saying that in your world, 
operate from the premise of all goodness. This is New Testament now. What's the point? That's how you are designed to function. I don't want to walk through life looking behind your back and seeing all the haters and cynics and skeptics and backstabbers and creating some where they are none. Because some of us have created enemies that don't exist. Enemies of my father's house. You already dealt with them and they were dealt with. Then you now start praying them. Ah, the devil is like, ah, nice idea. Let's send some. Romans 6 and 19 says your obedience has gone up. You know, you're cool like that. You've aligned yourself with the word. But this is something I want to do. Be wise, not just knowledgeable, but be wise about, because sometimes what happens is we know the good things, but we don't, we're not wise. We don't know how to operate them, how to function in them. So that whole argument that the devil brought uh, Eve's way was never supposed to happen. What I, mean, what I mean by that is when it said your eyes will be opened and you will know what is good and evil, Eve should have said, my name is Eve, but there's no evil in my life. Hey. Eve should have said, evil, what's evil? Somebody from today, you begin to say sickness, what's sickness? I cast it out. I cast it. What's darkness? See, see, darkness is not a real thing. Darkness is anywhere light doesn't operate. Somebody didn't get that. What I mean by that is that darkness is not a quantity that exists by itself. Darkness needs light to be absent. For it to be a thing. Oh, come on. I know it's going to take a bit of time for somebody to grasp it. So, so darkness cannot become, I'm darkness. Darkness only exists where there is no light. That's why the word says that the light shines in darkness. And darkness cannot comprehend it. <laughs> Somebody shout glory. So when the word says that the word of God is health to all their flesh and it's life to their bones. If my body is full of the life of God, the cancer cannot stay. The generational disease cannot grow. The pain cannot last any longer. When my entire body is flooded with the life of God. In fact, 2 Corinthians, the word says, I believe it's chapter 3, it says that God commanded light to shine out of... That means, oh my gosh, that God saw the darkness, but he didn't even speak to it. He spoke into it. 
God called the light out of it. That means that you can speak to your body. Health come out of this. You can speak to your mind. Direction come out of this. You can speak to your environment. Order come out of this. You can speak, you can speak favor flow in this direction. Fonts and fa- We call forth our property. King's property show up. Look at your neighbor saying, call light out of it. Look at your other neighbor saying, call light out of it. Call light. Oh, yeah. Call light. We call light. We call light. We call light out of every dark situation. Somebody feeling confused. Light breaks out of it. Light shines out of it. Light. Second Kings four. Second Kings four. <laughs> Lord help me. Verse one. Therefore, since we have this ministry, what ministry of reconciliation? Aligning hearts and the earth to what God originally intended, reconciliation. That the spaces in which the word of God comes should look like the picture God had in his mind when he created them. It says, we do not, it says, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame. Sorry, 2 Corinthians 4. Did I say Kings? You know, I'm obsessed with you guys. So Kings is in my mind. I'm obsessed with you guys, but I'm possessed by my wife. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel a preaching anointing, but I gotta teach. I really feel a you know there's a preaching anointing. There's a preaching gift and a preaching passion. But there's also <laughs> Alright, so it says, it says, but we have renounced the hidden things of shame. So shame hides things. I'm jumping ahead of myself because I want to talk about Adam and Eve because when they were ashamed, what did they do? Some of us have hidden our true selves because we're ashamed. Me, I'm quiet though. You are ashamed. I'm very reserved. Are you a banquet chair at the reception? I'm reserved. <laughs> For who, right? I'm not saying people are, there are people who have that disposition, but I'm saying that some of us 
It's the condition. We have conditioned ourselves into hiding because we're ashamed. Now, this is what happens. The shame has projected itself to a place of prominence in our consciousness. And we think that everybody can see the way we see it. So we're wearing a badge that nobody else sees. And the enemy uses that badge to control us. You know, the enemy, he will try different ways to try. Jesus was not confused about his identity. People were confused about his identity. Yes, sir. Very true, sir. Look at some. So what's your identity? <laughs> Look at some. So we're going global now. see that how do i know is this not the carpenter son we're confused this mirrors mistake yeah. calls jesus his father but jesus was not confused jesus had reasons to be confused how can you claim you are the son of god then the day you were born there was no space on the earth you created for you how does it make sense Mike, I don't think I want to make a phone call. And there is no airtime on his glow seam. Show sure makes sense. <laughs> Just make it light if you touch that. Just light. It doesn't make sense, does it? Jason, does it make sense? Imagine Jason. Jason. He wants to kill an enemy. Doesn't have a gun. Doesn't make sense, Jason Bourne. <laughs> think, think, think about. Let's think about it. Doesn't make sense. So that's one. So you're finally God, Abby. God, you want to save the world. The world you created, no space. Are you Jesus? Are you sure you're the Son of God? Let's think to come, let's reason together. J boy. Make sense. Then, then, Herod comes and says, You know, guys, when you see this baby boy, bring him. Now, if you are the son of God, should you not just blind Herod as a baby? Blind, just blind the guy. Oh, Jumia, Jumia. I mean, like, these guys are Aramaic or whatever, but we speak Yoruba because of the intensity of the. This is going to be like so confused. Ah, Like something like that. Then you now go to Egypt. Really? You said the word you said to Isaac, go not down to Egypt. So see all the seeming irregularities. Listen, the drama in your past does not abort the promise in your future. So don't let your identity waver with your trajectory. Don't let your identity waver with your history. 
the first Good Friday was not good at all. But three days later, what was supposed to be a tomb became the womb. It was a tomb for the crucified, but it became the womb for the Savior. So, point, shame hides things. A lot of gifts have been buried because of shame. I'm shy. I'm shy. I shall I shy. My name is not even shy, but... So instead of people shining their lights, they are shying away from their light. That's a witness. <laughs> but this is so serious. Why am I teaching this? Every human that will be used by God must be circumcised from shame. Yes, sir. Moses, was he not ashamed? Moses, Momo, Bromo. <laughs> this guy killed somebody. Have you killed anybody? In your heart, maybe, but physically. And then this guy killed somebody. Ask anybody who's done, who's, who's had the unfortunate incident of knocking somebody down with their car. It, it, it's, it's, God forbid to not happen to anybody here in Jesus' name. This is uh, Moses taking a life with his hand. And his kinsmen saw it. And you know what they said? They said, ah, Moses. So you want to kill us. You remember the story? Yeah. You want to kill us the way you killed that guy you think we didn't see. Then what does he do? Shame will always cause you to run away. It causes you to run away. Yeah. You want to hide. You don't want to be seen. If you ever had a carryover, you were not the proudest to show your face in the lecture hall. You took the lecture from a distance. You didn't take lecture, you took tutorial classes. You were the last to enter the exam hall. <laughs> I, mem I remember <laughs> the worst thing that could happen to you you enter the exam hall sir, pastor you are here <laughs> since you are here you are pray for us <laughs> shame shame imagine me writing a carryover in, on a campus where maybe like one out of 20 people knew me or one out of 15 people perhaps. So I'm, I'm well acquainted in this shame matter. <laughs> it manifests in different, <laughs> IT. It manifests in different, er, different ways. It's not just sexual abuse or exploitation yeah, or whatever. Yes, sir, yes, sir. It's failure. Yes, it's not having money. Yeah. It's having shoes that are holy. Holy. Holiness. Holiness. Is you wearing your normal 
dress. And sometimes I love your lace. <laughs> Years of perforation had turned what was normal fabric into a holy garment. I know what shame feels like. But I'm free from shame. Some of you, you smoked things that you can't even tell any human about. You licked things. Some of you have licked blood before. Don't laugh too much. Don't frown too much. If you do anything extreme, we know it's close to your demot. <laughs> Some of you have done gymnastics inside bedrooms. Turn like that, turn like that. Spank, spank, somersault, run. You are feeling foolish while you are doing it. You didn't even feel like yourself. You're like, ah, ah. Shame what did no more. In other words, if I become meat, that's turning, turning, turning on your own. Shame. So we run, we run. Shame drives us far. We don't want to be seen. We run away from it. We run away. We run far from it. Some of us have stolen before. Maybe not even before. <laughs> Who knows? Hopefully nobody is looking forward to steal right now. But but I got I gotta break it down. I, I can I'm not that guy. Hmm, shame is spelled S H A M E. The Greek word is shame shame. Ashamu. But I'm gonna come to the Hebrew of that. But I really just want to say it says that. Not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose mind, somebody say mind, the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves. So to be free from shame, I've got to look away from my self. It says we do not preach ourselves, but who do we preach? Christ Jesus the Lord. And ourselves, your burnt servants for Jesus' sake, for it is the God who did what? Commanded light to shine out of darkness who has also shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Alright, so let's go back to the book of Genesis chapter 3 and just cite the story and I need to find a way to begin a tie so we can still get about 15 out to 30 minutes of prayer hopefully. <clears throat> Alright, so the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. 
So he spoke about that. Don't add to the word of God. Then the serpent says to the woman, you shall not surely die, for God knows that in the day they eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God. She was already like God, wasn't she? Knowing good and evil, I don't need to know evil. We read that Romans 16 verse 19. Be wise in that which is now, if I'm always facing the east, will I be bothered about ending up in the west? No. That means if I'm absorbed in the good, will I struggle with evil? No. What you look at determines what you look like. Yes, so now again, what does it say? Looking unto Jesus, peace, the author and the that means if I look at him consistently what he has authored in salvation he will finish in glorification yeah. and don't forget that the instruction when they were in the wilderness I believe in Exodus about chapter 16 which Jesus references in, in John chapter 3 it says as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness so shall the son of man be lifted up and whoever looks to him, whoever believes in him, will not perish but have everlasting life. What happened in the wilderness? They were in the wilderness of Zin. Another one calls it Zin, actually, capital S-I-N or Z-I-N. What happened was that serpents came. Bible says fiery serpents came. In other words, poisonous, venomous serpents came. And were biting the Israelites and they were dying. So God gave Moses an instruction and said, this is what I want to do. I wanted to take bronze. Make a bronze serpent. Somebody say bronze. Now, that bronze is not what you guys use for your faces these days. Same thing, bronze, bronzer, bronzest. Because that's, that's the next thing that's going to go now. You've graduated from bronze. You're now bronzer. Then find the bronzest one. People won't have skin again. They'll replace their faces with, with metal. Hi. Hi. I'm a human, but I look like a machine. I know, bronzest. Now, what's bronze? Bronze talks about judgment. So that serpent, please watch this. <laughs> Why people want to hide away from the camera, but their entire bodies were actually shown. <laughs> you just got it. Good morning, ma'am. <laughs> I mean, she woke up. Some people still didn't get it. They're just laughing by proxy. Ha, 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 ha. Like, I don't want anybody to feel like I don't know what's going on. So, ha, ha, ha. What did they say? Ha, ha, ha. Anyway. <laughs> so, the, the serpent was judged. Somebody say judged. Now, precious, what Moses says is, if you look at the serpent, if you look at the serpent, if you look at the serpent, what will happen? You will not die. You will leave. That's where that song is from. Look up and leave, my brother, leave. Look at the serpent, right? When you focus on that, you will leave. What's the technology behind it? It is your focus determines your well-being. It's a divine technology. So whilst every other person was being beaten, those who looked, they did not die, they lived. Now, what many of us are doing is that we're looking at all the bites we already have. Ah. Somebody snitched on me, year one. Uncle touched me when I was seven. Auntie touched me the year after. I was robbed when I was 15. 
Mommy passed when I was nine. So you're looking at all the bites. But God is saying the bites don't heal themselves. And you're focusing on the bites will not heal you. They will only make you more conscious of the pain. Yes, sir. And every time you see the bites, you have a reminder of the hurtful processes. You have a reminder of the things that diminish you. Why? Because if all you see is what has happened to you, then you're seeing yourself not only less of a person, but you're seeing less of yourself. So it says what you've got to do is look at the serpent. Now, Jesus compares himself to that serpent. Isn't that interesting? That serpent represents the sin of mankind. Why? Because the first time sin shows up in the Bible, it came because of a... The serpent was the conduit. So Jesus said, I'm taking on the form and the nature. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. He was made seen. Who knew no sin? Come on, somebody. And that happened in the wilderness of sin. He said, it was made seen. Who knew no sin? That we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Somebody say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, I want to really drive this. Somebody say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When Eve committed that sin, when, where's my iPad? I always do that. When, when they sinned, when they ate that stuff, they said when the woman saw the tree was good for food, that was pleasant to the eyes, and a true desire to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. Now, were they naked before? Were they naked before? Did they feel bad about it before? What will shame do? Shame will make you conscious of what was not a big deal before and make it a big deal. So before the sexual violation happened, your nose was as big as it was. But after it happened, it says, see your nose like trumpet. <laughs> no, sir. I see your nose, Mosa. Are you understanding what I'm saying? All of a sudden, you begin to accentuate the things that didn't matter before. You already had the tutu. But you were not conscious of it. Until you did the interview. And they didn't pick you. Then all of a sudden, ah, see your tutu. Oh, tutu. So, they were naked before. But they were not ashamed. Because they were not conscious of their nakedness. They were conscious of the garment of God's glory upon their lives. And when shame comes into an equation, when people are talking and you hear your name, you automatically think they are snitching on you. They are plotting your downfall. That everybody's against, they are gossiping you. They are sipping your wine. The wine of a destiny.
But all of a sudden, they're now so conscious of their nakedness, so touchy and so edgy and so uncertain and lacking confidence. And the word says that their eyes were open and they knew that knowledge is they became actively conscious of their nakedness. They were naked and what they now did, which is what many people do, they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. This is the first time we see technology operating. Because to sew means that there was some kind of child bezel has nothing on them. Jade, Jade, y'all have nothing on them. Where did they find the needle in the garden? Shame will make you invent things you don't need. All of a sudden, you begin to concoct stories to try to boost your CV. Oh, girls, I am a graduate from an accent. Passports you don't have. Not the green one, even picture you've not taken. Hello, my name is Dami. Would you like some tea or cafe? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Because you feel a need to compensate for something you lack. And there are people who are hiding in cycles of shame who have created boyfriends that don't exist. You don't understand. Some people are dating themselves. But they'll, they'll be texting themselves at night. Ah, my babe, my babe just texted me. But what they did was they, they registered two lines now. They have a phone, babe. They have the number saved on that phone, babe. But they are texting themselves. How did Adam and Eve find needle and thread to sow leaves? Shame will make you invent technology to compensate for what you think is your nakedness. All of a sudden, you're getting synthetic. You are, you are going to write degrees that you don't need for your destiny. Just to make up for a perceived gap in your life. God said, I must teach on shame. The Holy Spirit had flashed in my heart I think last year, two years ago, about writing a book on shame and all, but today he told me you must teach this thing. Because all of us deal with it at different times. Let me tell you what some of our parents are dealing with shame. And many times, shame will masquerade itself as anger. masquerade itself as greed because since I couldn't get what I thought was going to cover my nakedness I'm not going to pluck leaves shame will cause you to strip something that is fruitful to cover up your own nakedness many criticisms stem from shame in the heart of the critic The word says they gather leaves and they sowed them. Sowing. Not, no home economics. Omieko. 
No, what do you call the thing? Arts and crafts classes. Fine art. Did God teach you to sow? If you knew the technology of leaves, you would understand that the moment you pluck the leaf, the life of it is gone. And so when you sow it, it's a futile effort because the leaves, even if they hold at the seams for a few hours, they will wither. That means when I'm in my shameful state, everything I need together will still fall apart. So you write a course you don't need. Money gone, degree wasted. Time wasted. You use a boyfriend to cover your shame so that they will not say I'm single. Pingu, pingu, ping, ping. <laughs> Some of y'all don't know what Pingu is. That's why Jared is laughing. Pingu is a toddler cartoon. It's like, is, what's it? Platypus or what? what? What animal is it? Dolphin? Animal? Penguin. Okay. That's just a pingu. My mind connects everything, I know. So all of a sudden, many of you now, you are in the sewing business. Boom. Is that a sewing machine? A typewriter? What is How do you guys sew now? How do you? <laughs> what do you guys do now? Like the thread walk just comes out, the loops and all of that just come. <laughs> A soundtrack is Deuce's song. Channels of my spirit. <laughs> Making clothes from your spirit. I don't know. But either way, many of us are in the sewing business. Can I propose to you that ministries have been started to cover shame? <laughs> so, so, <laughs> Rosemont said, no work. It, it happens. People got tired of asking, so, Kilara <laughs> Mashibai. God don't call me. Let me call myself, y'all. Can preach a little bit. If I can't preach, let me listen to messages, remix, remix. How many projects have we embarked on? Because how many times have people traveled abroad to cover shame? See, fools, they flew economy. But when they enter the aircraft, they'll go and beg somebody, please, can I take a picture in the business class and post it on Instagram? So it will look. It didn't start with you. It started with Adam. Adamu. Omo Adamu. You want to pluck it. But look at this. When that happened... Kamin is not even listening to anybody's message. He's just, hey boy, what's up? You're right. Are you cool like that? All right. It's like, please leave me alone. No, you're doing your own. I'm doing my own. By the way, I was playing the drums today. Yeah. Yeah. Then the 
eyes of both of them. Sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. You can't cover yourself effectively except you follow the person who created you initially. You can't cover yourself effectively except you follow the instructions of the person that created you initially. Wish I could teach that the time. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife, what did they do? I thought you guys were already covered. If your fig leaves were that effective, why hide? Your new designs, right? I mean, come on, come on. Come catwalk. Your season wear. Fig couture by Adam and Eve. I might sort of like... But they were like, umbo, 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 umbo. <laughs> Good night. says it says and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden so you see this now I take the leaves they're not enough when the heat comes I will go and hide among the trees in other words when I've tried to invent systems that work on my own, and I see that they fail, I'll try and identify with the things producing those systems. Why did Peter go and join himself to the fire of the world? Because he used leaves to hide himself from the shame of betraying, denying Jesus. Do you remember that? Why did Judas kill himself? I wrote a, 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 a short post about Judas. <laughs> short post. Short. <laughs> about Judas last night. I don't know who read it. Who read that post about Judas? <laughs> I posted it around 10.30 Nigerian time. You ain't missed. Pre-missed. Really, it's a blessing life. But look at this. Judas drove himself to death. What drove him to death? Shame and guilt. How do I know shame and guilt? When does it drive himself to death? When? Uh huh. Please look at this. <laughs> when did when did he collect the money? When they betrayed, when they kissed, you know, and all of that. 
Someone said, this week you have to be careful who kisses you. If you're not saved, rather, if you're not married, don't be kissed. Yeah. But this is the, this is the deal. He takes the money, 30 pieces of silver. What is he trying to do? He's trying to cover shame. So shame that is not properly handled will cause more shame. He's collecting money to cover shame. An area of inadequacy, an area of, uh, you know, I don't have it together and all of that. So he collects that money. He buys land. But we're big boys. Ah. Mutirale. <laughs> I don't get a lot. I she don't get a lot. Everything you do not got to win. But now Judas lose. Now, he buys the field. Where does he kill himself? They pluck the leaves from trees. Where did they hide themselves? So whatever I try to use to cover my shame, I'll become enslaved by. And so there are people... Who wanted to cover the shame they felt from being sexually violated and feeling unloved so they went to go and meet somebody who will love them or make them feel accepted and they became sex slaves to those people. Relief. Tension. I need to ease tension. Cool tension. Drink something. Go to the bottle and the bottle bottles you. So how does God want to deal with the shame? <clears throat> Look at some say, God is not moved by a shame. God moves the shame away. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? When God asks you this kind of question, He's not asking for information. Adam, where? Adam, Asking, I wasn't asking. Is this recommended or recommended? <laughs> he wasn't asking for that. He was asking because he wanted Adam to locate himself. In other words, Adam, where you are, you're not among strips. You are inside shame. So Adam, wherever you go in this world, you still feel the way you're feeling. Not God. 
geographical relocation does not deal with shame. Vocational transfer does not deal with shame. They can make you the MD and you're still ashamed. Adam, where are you? Kalosa, I feel like preaching to somebody. When God says to you now, Adam, where are you? What do you say? I am in Christ Jesus. That's where you were designed to be. By him were all things made and nothing was made that was made without him. He is the first and the last. If any man be in, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. That's why he puts it there. He puts the old things because the old things are the triggers for shame. When it's an Adam, why are you? He had no atonement. He had no covering. And what did Adam say? Adam said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. Adam, that's not why. You see, because that sin has also impaired your judgment. Shame impairs judgment. Makes us touchy and edgy. Makes us repel the people that have been sent to help us. And to embrace the people that are there to hurt us. Adam, your judgment is impaired because I said, I heard your voice and because I was afraid I was naked. Wrong. God used to walk in the cool of the evening to talk to you naked before. So the issue was not your nakedness. The issue was your misconception of what it meant. The issue was the shame that had come into the equation. And many of us are running away from the voice of God because we're more conscious of what happened to us than what God is doing in us. I was afraid because I was naked. And what did I do? I hid myself. Isn't that interesting? The first thing is I start, start off by covering myself. But after covering myself, I go to hide myself. And God said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you shall not eat? Then the man said, the woman whom you gave to me to be with me she gave me of the tree i ate yeah trading blames not just trading places trading blames simple question have you eaten he now went through long 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 story and still end up with and i ate that's the answer the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So God does all of that, all of that, all of that. Speaks to them. Verse 17, Adam said, so Adam, he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and you have eaten from the tree, I need to skip all of that. Verse 21, now, sorry, verse 21, also for Adam and his wife, the Lord made tunics of skin. Now, this particular stuff <laughs> is a subject of study and exploration because there's a deep perspective or teaching to it which I bother more on, which is my 
interpretation of it, but I'm not holding it as the universal truth. But there are two schools of thought. One school of thought is that Jesus, that God killed an animal. Right? Because it says that God made tunics of skin and clothed them. Then the Lord said, Behold, the man has become like one of us to know good and evil. And now... <laughs> okay, let me touch this before I come to this. But I'm conscious of time. Is that the time here in the island? <laughs> No. All right, now look at this, please. Tunics of skin. Tunics. Who has another translation? When it said, that's verse 21. Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord made tunics of skin and clothed them. Verse 21. Pardon? Leather clothing, animal skin, coats of skin. Hmm. Now, some of the leather clothing also the contemporary modern modern stuff. But here's the here's the the primary school of thought. The primary school of thought, the basic school of thoughts, the basic one, basic, is that God killed an animal. Yeah, that God killed an animal, and He clothed them. But the, the chances of that, very slim. <laughs> For different reasons. Number one is that the first, the, the Lamb of God was slain from before the foundations of the earth. Lamb. So check out theological consistencies through the Bible. And whenever you find the lamb being slain, you're going to find the blood being the primary thing. <laughs> Not the skin. And you're going to find, maybe in Exodus, them eating the lamb. You know, with bitter herbs and all of that. That's a different typology. And when people wear garments of skin, as an animal skin, people don't make those garments from lambs. They make them from cows or vulture or something. Not from lambs. Are you following? Yeah. So the chances are very slim. That's what number two is. The lamb of God was slain from before the foundations of the earth. Why was that important? Because that lamb, the, the blood was shed before the earth came into existence. So blood shed on earth was not initiated by God. It was Adam, sorry, uh, Cain, that killed Abel. Now, and when that happened, there was an alarm that you've shed blood. In other words, blood was never supposed to be shed on earth. She, 
Man was not supposed to die by bloodshed. That's why in Deuteronomy, it speaks about the, the city of refuge. That if a man slays somebody else, in other words, he slays blood or rather sheds blood, that man needs to go to the city of refuge. Why? Because every time somebody sheds blood on the earth, you release a curse from the earth. The earth begins to malfunction. That's why in every environment where there's bloodshed, there's economic uh, stagnation. The only blood that was not going to create that effect was the blood of Jesus. So the chances that God was the person that shed blood first, very, very unlikely. So if it's not animal skin, what was it? It says tunics of skin. That means that what we call the, what we call epidemis was not made with the original man. So what was the color of the first man? The first man had no color. He had no black skin, no white. Come on, something. I feel like preaching this. Come on, somebody. The emphasis in humanity was not the color of their skin, but the color of their blood. As long as your blood is red, Jesus died for you. There is no black salvation, white salvation, brown salvation, green salvation. There is only discoloration of the human skin because of the distance from the sun. Put a white man in black in a black environment, you start growing darker. Now, if that happens over thousands of years, he will become a black man. So, what, what, why did God have to create skin? To protect their systems from being destroyed by organisms that will now attack them because they have gone against the divine order of things every other thing will go against the order the lion was not designed to eat humans before but he will now start desiring humans will be hungering him to eat Oh, come on, somebody. That's why in Isaiah 66, he said the lion and the lamb, there was light together. Come on, somebody. That in the fullness of the redemptive age, that everything will be in perfect order and peace. That means that there will be no evil. The lion will see the lamb and they will not eat each other. They will eat grass. That's God's original intention. All this doggy dog. You do me, I do you. Never the plan. So Jesus said, if somebody slaps you, turn the other cheek. Be abundant. Operate from another realm. So God covered them with tunics. So when we are shame, what does God do? God covers us with tunics. What are some of the tunics? We'll talk about them tomorrow. The garments, holy garments for glory and for beauty. Righteousness is a cloak in the spirit. Praise is a garment. That means in the spirit. In the spirit. You can have multi-garments. And back then in old kingdoms, the richer you are, the more garments you could put on. 
So that hymn that says, crown him with many crowns. Kings actually had different crowns for different conquests. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And a believer too can be layered with garments of glory. So Joseph being a type of Jesus had a coat of many colors. Tomorrow God is going to decorate us with coats of many colors. But let's stand and deal with shame tonight. Let's just stand. And first of all, thank God for the exposition. Thank God for revelation knowledge. Adogozil debatus. Bidato kien debatus predikiralos. Orida hatashi. Zode baduzas. Let's bless the name of the Lord. What a night. What a word. What a day. Let's thank him for the atmosphere of prayer. Let's thank for the atmosphere of worship. I Let's be loud in our appreciation of him. Let's glorify his name. Thank him for revelation. Thank him for clarity. Thank him for clarity. Thank him for clarity. Zobate gedako tele barataku deberia toborotos. Jobata da bade bede borata barata barata boro do bede di barata 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 dosis. Brede bede de 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 bede de boro do boro do boro do boro do boro do. Zaboro do boro do boro do boro do boro do boro do boro do thank you lord for your life thank you lord let's thank him that the serpent was judged that bronze serpent your past is judged the things you did the things you said the places you went to the things you ate smoked drank watched touched moved around with grew up in all crucified paul said we have defrauded no man come on paul what do you mean you stone you you stone people to death paul he said we've, we've robbed nobody hence for no we no man after the flesh if anybody should have been ashamed paul should have been ashamed if anybody should have been ashamed moses he killed somebody should have been ashamed if anybody should have been ashamed david should have been ashamed but the bible talks about the sure mercies of david oh yes have you killed anybody i don't think anybody has even killed anybody here have you slept with somebody's wife well some of you here because people you slept with we're going to get married anyway but but check out check that out mercy flows it's so deep it's so deep the response to redemption is gratitude eternal gratitude Let's maximize the time. Thank him for the serpent on the cross. Thank you. Jesus took my place. Ha! <laughs> hey, Jesus took my place. Jesus took my place. Jesus took my place. It doesn't matter how many serpents have bitten you. When you look at the bronze serpent, the pain ceases. 
when you look at the bronze serpent ha huh, the bleeding stops the hemorrhage is over God wants me to tell somebody fix your focus the bleeding is over the bleeding is over the bleeding is over you've been living the trail of mess everywhere you've been bleeding everywhere you went but look unto Jesus look at the serpent uh -huh. look at the serpent now the word says he was made seen he was made your fornication he was made your lost he was made your selfishness he was made oh abahata in Jesus name we have prayed I wish I had enough time to go to Hebrews 6 7 8 Ephesians 4, 5, Colossians 3, Romans 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And we might touch on a couple of those things tomorrow, but your sin, your sins are forgiven. Romans 6, 23 says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Now, the wages of sin is death. That means that the only way to pay for sin is death. Now, the problem with you paying for sin, if you had to pay for sin, is that if you had to pay for sin, you would have to die. But because you are sinful, you will not be able to resurrect to have another life to benefit from the forgiveness. Uh, so, Jesus died for you. But because he was sinless, he could rise and then impart the benefits of his death to you so that God reckons you as sinless. So you did not have to die, but you're forgiven. And it says that you, you get it because you're smiling. You get it. It says the gift of God. It is a gift. Stop punishing yourself to be accepted by God. Stop punishing yourself. Sometimes I have to pay for it through delay. I have to pay for it through weakness, through mood swings, through disappointment, through failure, through shame. It's my fault. It's not your fault. Jesus took your fault from you. took everything from you <laughs> he was wounded for our transgressions bruised for our iniquities the chastisement for our peace 
was laid upon him. That means for every time I lost peace, I was losing out on something God already paid for. And that peace was not just an emotional state that's inclusive, but that peace talks about alignment with the heart of God. That peace means shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken. When Jesus said, but anxious for nothing, he was not trying to sack you into a state. He's saying that all things are made ready. Be anxious for nothing. Anxiety is a waste of your emotions. You can never worry so much that you will provide something God has not already made available. Your worry cannot create anything that God has... You understand that again? let this mind that's the issue now it's now the mind and it has to be a daily thing how do you think Moses would have felt Shia when God gave him 10 commandments and one, one of the commandments was thou shall not kill blooded hands but Moses was free from that from the blood of bulls and goats. Moses still said to them, thou shalt not kill. But we have a higher blood. So you can teach somebody you shouldn't rape, even though you raped. Oh, come on. Don't steal. Why? Paul says we don't preach ourselves. We're not the standard. So we'll preach the Christ. We'll preach the Christ. He's the standard. He's the, he's, the, he's the ultimate. I still want us to thank God for the Christ in one or two minutes. Then after that, we're going to lay the shame down. We're going to ask him to circumcise us. Let's raise our hands and honor the Christ, the Messiah, the Meshach, the Yeshua, Amashiach. Oh, I feel him here in this house. The Lamb of God. Ah, yeah, ha, ta, ta, ha, ha, www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566 One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.